This is Triathlon Therapy with your host, Danny McKenna, professional athlete and coach, Tim Reed, and... That's too much time. Look at Steve McKenna. Steve, what are you doing, Steve? That's too much time. Advantage Reed. G'day everyone, it's a very exciting episode. We have special guests Tim Van Berkel, Steve McKenna and Apo Sam Apaconda. Uh, fellas, thanks so much for making the time. I know post Ironman can be just a, it's a bit of a come down as they say. It's probably, it's probably the worst you feel for a few days and um, for good reason. You guys really went to the well out there. It was one of the best races I think I've spectated. Um, obviously, I had horses in the race and friends involved, but even without that, everyone I've spoken to was like, holy hell, what an event. Um, first up, before we even get to Port Macquarie, let's get to the b- other big event on the weekend, the King's Coronation. That is jokes. The PTO race. Did you guys watch it or were you too busy tapering for the tapering for the event? Yeah, I definitely watched um parts of it in between Hendrix teeing off during the afternoon. But yeah, it was an exciting race and uh yeah, it was pretty pretty cool to watch. And uh how good was Maxie Newman getting up for the win? Mate, unbelievable. I, I agree with you. I think um obviously, you know, we're Maxie's one of the hardest races out there but just to see him not only get fourth in Kona but now stick it to them at the very highest level and get first I think was uh yeah super super impressive um Steve Sam your thoughts on the race yeah I watched the um I I had it on and was kind of tuning in in and out a little bit you know my ADHD brain was kind of going off because it was the night before our race so I find it I found it hard to kind of settle in and watch it (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, great race. Maxi bringing home the bacon. Um, yeah, pretty special to see his kind of, uh, rise over the last year's improvement has been pretty massive. And then, um, I didn't watch the women cause it kind of kicked off when I was going to bed, but, um, yeah, Anne Haug running away with the win, which, um, you know, she's been dominating a lot of runs this year. I think she's been, um, yeah, on song at a few races, uh, challenge Grand Canaria and, um, seventy point three lens already. I think she uh, she both won with some pl- pretty blistering run times. So she's on some red hot form as well. Yeah, I, I think the the women's race. I mean, probably wasn't quite as exciting in some ways because um, there wasn't as much in terms of the lead changes and things like that. But Lucy Charles, as always, so dominant out in front. A few comments going on about her bike position. I don't know if you've seen that, but um, I did see that. It kind yeah. of looked Lucy used to look a little bit different on the bike. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say she's. Yeah, I don't, it almost looked like her saddle slipped down or something. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not going to question it because she's obviously done her homework and her research. She's got a good team around her, so I mean, she's not riding a bad position. So. Yeah, I'd like to agree with you, um, Sam. I thought it did look like a bad position, but um, it did look like her seat had just got hit during travel and and it didn't look like she could have been 
in as a powerful position as she probably could have been, but always so impressive. But, yeah, Anne Haug just, I mean, I think it shows credit to her coach who's, you know, obviously just supremely good at getting people to peak for the right for the right races, the biggest races, to come through the way she did. Uh, and special mention, too, to Ash Gentle. I mean, she's just now just showing that consistently she's going to be right up there. In some ways, I'm like, why the hell didn't she move to this sort of racing a lot earlier? Because yeah. <laughs> you know, she she yeah. owned about ten houses by now. Um, but but yeah, Ashford anyway. Phenom- Ash phenomenally, and and full credit to Anne Howe who just uh, who lit it up. Um, back to the men's race very briefly. Did you the dynamics of the race? Um, you know, it was really set up for the, the front guys with a, with a fast swim. And I think we're seeing that more and more that you just, it, there's just that level to the swimming ability now. And it can really separate uh, the whole field when it's at that, when it's at that sort of standard of racing. Um, what was super interesting? Talk to me about what you thought about Fredino, Steve. Um, how, how his race went. Was it as you expected? So yeah. <clears throat> I checked in at 10 past four and check-in closed at four. <clears throat> so I checked in uh, real late, stressed, and then I just went and hung out with Winnie and I didn't watch anything and I didn't even know where Jan came until uh, yesterday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, the reason I didn't watch it is mostly though because I could have prioritized this, but I... Uh, <laughs> But I, um, I reckon I've got enough problems sleeping before a race. I don't want to look at a start line and, and think about um, putting myself in that position. I uh, just didn't watch it. Found out Max won. Uh, I think the, I think before bed I did find that out um, just before bed at like eight pm, which was awesome news. Um, but I all I've all I know is how Max's race went because I listened to the how. I'll, I'll, I'll repeat uh, that, actually. I didn't listen to the How They Train with Max. I skipped forward to see if he was racing cans. <laughs> 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 didn't listen to his review. I just listened to a bits of it as I was skipping through, and I just heard that amazing part about Ditlev. That was all I've got to say and all I know about the race is that Ditlev apparently uh, deliberately dropped off from the leaders to get rid of Blumenfeld because he knew he couldn't outrun him. Knew it, knowing that he could bridge the gap up to them again, which he did, and leaving Christian behind, and that's the only reason Max reckons he won, and how Ditlev got on the podium. And and I, I think that's so amazing. Like to be able to do that, first of all, just shows your level of uh, cycling ability, but also your tactical acumen to be to know that's that's your path to victory, and to be able to put guys like that out of the race by doing it. Um, I think yeah, the biggest. The, the biggest winners out of that race, obviously Max, but also Ditlev, uh, you know, crazily, crazy smart tactics. I think that was uh, a, a genius move. If you got if you got the ability to do it, that's the way to, to really set yourself up. So, yeah, th- they're the big takeaways for me from that race was those two. Um, let's touch on a sensitive topic, Berkel. You're uh, not that dissimilar in age. Fredino. <laughs> Uh, is is the age a factor now is he getting too old or what do you what are your thoughts uh for yarn no i think he's just a specimen really like what he has done and what he can do but yeah i was i I wasn't surprised that he got fourth he's you know he apparently has only been back training properly for like 
five or six weeks now, injury free. So to get that result off such a short build was pretty impressive, I reckon. And and it'll be definitely interesting to see how he's going to go at Ironman Hamburg in in four weeks' time. But um, yeah, I th- yeah I thought he yeah I thought he did very well, and um, I, I thought Brownlee would have gone a little bit better. I think. I think he just went out way too hard at the start of the run, but um, but yeah, you know, he was his usual dominant self on on the swim and bike. But uh, yeah, it was pretty exciting to to um, you know, watch that race for the first um, PTO Open. Yeah, I, I with Brownlee's tactics, I feel like it was what made him so freaking good at short course because he would just blow people's minds, put them out of the race. But we're seeing it time and time again now where I'm like, Alistair, slow down. Like you, it's almost like you're blowing yourself up instead of blowing everyone else yeah, up at well, this point. Yeah, so. you got to run another 8K. So I think, yeah, yeah you've definitely got to change your, your tactics a bit as well. And yeah, he's another one that's been a little bit injured at the start of the year. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe he's probably not at his peak fitness where he would like to be. But, yeah, I thought he would have, you know, if you paced that little a little bit better, I reckon he would have been in the top three for sure. Yeah. And I think if you reflect on like probably some of his better races of the last few years, I mean, when he raced you in Bustleton, Apo, that was probably mm. the steadiest state race I've seen him do. And, you know, well, every time that I was a smart him, race, every yeah. time I saw him in Bustleton, he was sitting on Apo, <laughs> like right on Apo. <laughs> smart race. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the one that probably the main event. The main the event, weekend. the one that people... The real um, big race of the weekend. The one that no one's talking about. We don't about. have any foreign listeners, so it's only... <laughs> only People only care about Ironman Australia. Um, <laughs> yeah, w- like, what a race. Um, I won't... I'll try not to talk too much about it, but because I'll leave it to you guys. But first of all, I should ask permission. Can I, can I give a little bit to the audience on some of the advice I gave you guys pre-race? I mean, yeah. Steve, Steve, you woke up and you weren't quite well, not 100%. And I was like, this is the race where I really need you to just think about yourself a bit more. Like, just play it smart, play it smart. Um, the same time, you know, Apo, the race dynamic, first of all, didn't play out exactly as I thought. I thought there'd be a gap in the swim. Um, Apo, I wish you would get off the front in the swim. It drives me nuts. You just <laughs> just burning matches. I, I wish you would too. It. it was too fast. <laughs> Someone, someone's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> and then my my final my final <laughs> my final thought before I shut up was I saw Burkle's bike position a few weeks out from the race, and I was like, holy hell, he looks so comfortable. And then chatting to him was just this sense of positivity towards racing and, you know, more like a, a real gratitude for where he was at. And I thought, oh, damn, Burks is on song here. Something good's going to happen. Anyway, Apo, um, you led the swim. How'd you feel out there? I mean, yeah, I felt pretty good. But I also, like you said, you don't want me to swim on the front, but... I also realized that I need to play to my strengths a little bit and I don't want to get on the bike with guys like Burkle and that if I can help it. Um, and I feel like I still swam within myself a little bit, um, but I did want to push the pace, especially in that first, you know, 1500 to try and establish that gap and then settle in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I felt really good in the swim actually better than I expected. And 
to be honest, I did not really want to bring Steve with me, um, but you know that wasn't the case. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in the end, I mean, it all kind of came together on the bike, you know, with Steve there and um, and, and Burke's riding super strong, um, which I was also quite surprised at as well. Like Burke's, that's some of the best I've seen you ride, and uh, to bridge like a what was it two and a half to three minute gap in 60k and we weren't mucking around like we weren't riding 70.3 effort but we were definitely you know right in that Ironman sweet zone and yeah I was super surprised to see Burks kind of come through as quick as he did and I was kind of hoping like oh maybe you burn a few matches you know maybe it's a good thing um so yeah I kind of tried to play the bike a little bit smarter than I perhaps have in the past like that Ironman WA race where I kind of set it up for Brownlee and um, and I think Cairns last year, I might have spent a little bit too much time on the front as well. And, um, you know, while it all feels good in the moment, it doesn't feel good in the back half of the marathon. So that's kind of what I was had in the back of my mind the whole race, really. Yeah. And before we move on to the other guys, Apo, so you dropped your chain a couple of times. Um, and I was looking through the power file, some big efforts just to catch back up to those guys. Um, was it two or three times that you dropped your chain? And Yeah, and- twice. How and mentally, how did you cope with that? Was it a did you get a bit rattled or held it together? Um, the first time I got a little bit rattled because Burks caught us right at the time my chain dropped and he was riding well and he went straight to the front. And that's pretty much immediately when I dropped my chain. So then it was quite a long, maybe five minute effort to catch back up. The chain went on pretty quickly, but you know, if you lose 30 to 45 seconds that can take quite a while to bridge back up if everyone's riding pretty well. Um, when it happened the second time, it was in the back half of the bike. I think we only had about 40 to 50K to go. So everyone was, you know, pretty tired and settled. The pace wasn't as hot as it was um, kind of the first time I dropped my chain. Um, and I also knew that I could bridge back up that that second time as well. I wasn't too worried. But, I mean, yeah, it's not ideal, especially when you're spending – I think it was like four minutes above, you know, 320 watts to catch back up or so. Um, But, I mean, it's part and parcel of racing, really. I think everyone deals with adversity. Everyone deals with something. Um, You know, I was fortunate enough that it went on on um, really easily. It was easy to get back on. So, you know, it wasn't a disastrous mechanical, like a, you know, um, unrepairable flat or something. Yeah, fair enough. Um. I'll get back to your run in a second, Sam. Um, but I think Burkle, for me, it was one of the best rides I've seen you had. You just seemed to be completely on song. I thought the gap might stay somewhat similar or you'd lose a little bit of time. And then my thoughts were he's got a chance of running them down on the run. And then you, what? at what point did you catch them? How did you feel on the bike? And what have been the big changes you've made that have just turned you into a 10-year-old, 10-year younger bike rider? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I, yeah, I caught back up about 56K, and I was actually surprised too. I thought it was going to be very hard to catch those boys, especially once they got working together. But, yeah, I've made some big gains on my bike. I've really worked hard on uh, position and, and made some huge equipment changes. been working hard with my coach and uh, Ryan Williams at 3D Bike Fit. So we've um, changed bars, we've changed um, cranks, we've gone shorter cranks, and we've like 130 no, <laughs> 160. So, yeah, gone like five mils shorter, which, um, you know, I've really struggled in the past with um, my hip and 
my glute and stuff not firing really well and just getting real like cramped up and um so i find going the shorter cranks have really helped that hip angle up really opened it up and you know, just not fighting it at the top of the pedal stroke anymore so it feels heaps better and uh yeah the new ride sync bars are just so much more comfortable i can really sink into the position and um just yeah put some power down so yeah with ryan we've been really working hard on that and um so yeah it's probably the best i've ever felt on uh on my bike at the moment so yeah um so training's training's been going really well and i think um having a real good break last year i had 10 weeks off after kona because i was struggling with um injury and sickness and having a real good break and just really like resetting and refreshing and and then a bit of a slow start to the season not racing as much as well and really putting in an eight-week block for this race with no interruptions you know i i pulled out of uh hell of the west just because to focus on this one race and i think that really um paid dividends and just really got a good training block done with no injury no sickness and uh yeah it was yeah it was good when you got out of the water and it was three minutes down um normally i mean that can be a bit of a mental toll on someone did you just have the right mindset of you know what we can get this back and did Mitch Kibbe help a, f- a fair bit to get back into that race? or Yeah, look, yeah. T- uh, to be honest, I was um, really disappointed with my swim because that's one thing I've really worked hard on this year and I actually uh, been swimming pretty well in in training and felt like my swim was a lot better than what I did on on Sunday. But, yeah, once I got the gap, I, you know, and I, I knew I was with good company with Mitch Kibbe. He's, you know, he's really starting to, um, you know, get some really good results on the board the last uh, year or two and, and his his rides improved really well, so I knew he's strong on the bike. So when I was with him, I, I knew that I was in good company and that we could um, do some damage together. But um, but yeah, I thought the boys at the at the front would be a little bit more motivated. But yeah, I was very surprised that we caught up as quick as we did. But um, yeah, once we caught up, it was um, yeah, it was kind of game on from then. And then I guess the big question everyone's asking is why did you sit on the front the whole bike? <laughs> Like much of the bike ride, yeah. Uh, I mean, you you guys had established a good gap at the time. You might not have known that you had such a big lead on the other guys. Was that part yeah. of the well? Um, yeah. Matt Burton was getting close as well, yeah. so he's one guy that I um, I definitely didn't want him to 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 join the group. So I definitely kept the pressure on just to make sure um, Matt didn't get on. And also, Nick Castelline was starting to struggle too. So I just keeps applying a bit of pressure to, 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 to get rid of him because he's, a, you know, he's a very good runner. So it's one guy that I didn't, um, uh, before the races, one guy I didn't really want to get off the bike with, and that was with Steve and with, with Nick. So, um, uh, so once I got rid of him, I was glad, but, um, yeah, I knew Burton was closing, but he ended up just disappearing at the end. So um, I, after that, I kind of sat back a little bit more and conserved a little bit more. Yeah, right. And then um, shit got very interesting on the run. So um, Apo, I think, might have sat down and had a cup of tea in transition um, because <laughs> he lost about 30 seconds out of transition. You guys were gone. But honestly, I was so excited with Apo's pacing because it's very calm, controlled. He wasn't worried about where he was at. Um, and you guys were just really fanging to start with. Um, talk me through the sensations. I, I think, Steve, this is probably your time to especially to shine. Um, talk me through that first portion of the run. And w- was it a... Was it hard or were you guys just really pacing it out, not trying to not trying to win it too early? 
Um, I reckon we were going a good pace. We weren't. I I could tell that like we were taking it easy, kind of chatting. Um, and no, was... you you were chatting, mate. I couldn't say shit. <laughs> yeah, but do you remember? Do you remember that that bloke fell in yeah, the bush oh. and he like he tried to get out of our way, and this is like six k and and he just went onto the tip of the uh, like the edge of the path and rolled his ankle and fell into this bush and you just looked to the side and heard this oh <laughs> he's just flat flat out in the bush and I'm just laughing my head off and when Burks didn't laugh as much as me I, I was like oh maybe Burks is hurting a little bit that's good but he I know that Burks will go all day hurting this much so there was never a thought in my mind that even though maybe this is a slower pace right now than than I need to go I think um I was still like Burke still wins. That's in my, in my mind. I thought oh, he'll hang on anyway um, with how strong you were on the bike as well. And then when Apo did come up on our shoulder and, and um, push the pace a bit um, and you got dropped for a while, Burks, I thought, oh, maybe the bike ride did get to Burks. But um, all I was thinking on the bike was, shit, should have gone lower part tyre pressure like Burke said. <laughs> <laughs> what tyre pressure did you run, uh, Steve, for all the tech guys out there? So I did 80, 82, I reckon, on the front and 87 on the back. And Burks was like 70 and 77. Or uh, What were you, Burks? Yeah, 70 front and back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Burks yeah. dog. Take, take, well, take that's it. like when Actually I, listens. When I was, <laughs> when I, I went down like oh, probably a month before the race for like a bit of a training camp just to check out the new course. And I, I experiment with different tire pressure and, and the lighter I went, the better it felt. So, oh. um, so yeah, I was happy with the 70. Yeah. It felt really good. I was like, oh, I'll take a bit out because of Burks said, saying that, but, um, but I was like, oh, maybe that's a tactical, like Burks isn't a dog, is he? Yeah. <laughs> and it turns well, out. Well, I, I, I asked Apo in the morning cause I knew Reedy would have like inside information and that Reedy would have told yeah. Apo, but, and Apo, what did you end up running? Cause I, I said I was, I was running. like, I ran. Yeah, I did. I think seventy front, maybe like seventy-five in the rear. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I didn't I'm a bit heavier than you, Burks. What's that? I'm a bit heavier than you, Burks, and and, and, and shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, the one reason I got a bit worried about Burks was I made a bad joke as you guys were running past, and Steve laughed, and Burks didn't, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and I was like, ooh, <laughs> either either. Either Burks is just sick of my jokes, or Steve's just uh, being generous. Was that, was, that, <laughs> was that the Iron War? This is Iron War. You're Dave Scott. You're Mark <laughs> Allen. And then <laughs> you, you called me Mark Allen. I was like, ah, I'm the pleb. <laughs> hey, I'm the grip, mate. I'm the grip. <laughs> um, and then, so back to Apo, mate. You just hung back, um, played it super cool, and I was the most excited about your pacing because. You just looked so comfortable. Um, talk to talk me through what you were thinking when you started to come up on those guys. Like it went, you're only running five seconds per K quicker, but then you must have been like, wow, I'm about to jump on these guys. What's the move here and how did you play it? Um, well, I probably played it wrong considering I came third out of uh... <laughs> um, but no, I mean, you and Clint kept saying oh, how good I was pacing it. And, um, you know, I think Clint said he was getting slightly aroused or something, but I had a little chuckle at that, but I was just, to be honest, 
mate, I was just so scared of running a marathon <laughs> that I didn't want to run hard at the beginning. Yeah. I was just trying to run kind of as easy as possible. And even that first 10K, I was trying to, you know, pull the handbrake up because I still felt like, you know, I was ticking over, you know, four or five seconds too quick per K. Um, but it just kind of kept coming. I just kept trying to relax and stay relaxed. And I didn't really, I, you know, I was getting word on, on the sides that I was catching the boys and I could see them kind of up in front, the two lead riders. Um, but it wasn't until about 20K where they were like pretty close. I think it got down to about 30, 30 seconds. And I think that might have been a little bit of an undoing for me because I might have got a little bit excited and then kind of closed that 30 seconds over the next 5K. Um, but then when I got on, I think it was like, what, like 26 or 27K. I caught up and I was... I caught back on and I, the pace was a little bit slower than what I'd been running. And I was like tripping over Burks's feet because, you know, I was like a wild animal, mate. I couldn't be tamed. So I had to go to the front. Yeah. You mean you couldn't get around the bow legs? Yeah. <laughs> so I went to the front and kind of was like, I'm just going to run the pace I was running because I'm feeling good. You know, I might not be feeling good in 5K. So I was kind of, you know, I think you said it's, you play offense and defense in a, in a, Iron Man and um yeah, I was just I guess I was playing offense at that moment and I went to the front and kind of dispatched Burks. Um and then it was Steve and I and we ran back through town. I think we got to like 32k and then I started to struggle a bit. I think Steve, you stopped for the special needs and I was like, oh, maybe that was a good idea. But it was too late for me. I'd already run past it. Um, and then at about 34k, I started to get a little bit like tingly and lightheaded. And I think I saw you, Reedy, and I said, oh, I'm starting to slow down a little bit. And pretty quickly it went from running, you know, that 350 pace to 415 within, you know, one kilometer. And then I think at like 35K, I was just like, fuck, I just need to get to the finish. It almost like, you know, all kind of thought of winning or, you know, second place kind of went out the window. And I was just like, fuck, I need to get to the finish here. Um, um, and then, yeah, Burke's kind of passed me at, what, 38K, I think, with 4K to go, and I kind of limped across the line licking my wounds in third place. Fucking Burks. Don't, don't forget about <laughs> the big vomit spew you had at the finish line, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Jellyfish. Yeah. Yeah, I finished, and I had a big big vomit spew, and I had some uh, some gels on the run, which I don't usually do, but I felt fine. Like, my stomach felt fine in the race. It was just as soon as I finished, um, I just spewed up, and there was just undigested gel just sitting in the bile of my spew. Pretty much, <laughs> that was pretty much right after I gave you a hug. That was that was <laughs> you were like, oh yeah. That was the highlight of my that was the highlight of my day. I just remember turning over and seeing Apo on all fours, just and, hurling up chunks. And even, yeah, even, the, even the Iron Man guys were trying to move you along, like, hey, can you not spew in front of everyone? And you were just like. <laughs> And then they're hosing it down so that didn't didn't ruin people's finish line shot. <laughs> I thought it was funny that every time one of us would go to third, we had a quick look behind thinking like, oh, I'll come third now. But where's Kibby? <laughs> like yeah. every time. Every <laughs> time. Apo was, the, tell the story you said at the beachy, Clado. 
Oh, yeah, Clayton was like, mate, Burks is just 20 seconds up the road. And I was like, I don't care. Where's fourth place? Where's Mitch Kibbe in fourth? <laughs> <laughs> if I need to walk, how much time? How long can I walk for if I need to walk? <laughs> uh, and Steve, I mean, amazing victory. The emotion that you showed coming down the finish line, uh, I was bawling like anyone else there, probably more than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, just that feeling, like how special was it? I mean, you had your family there. Talk me through it. Yeah, that 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 feeling. You're right. I I couldn't really um, relate when you said there's no better feeling, um, you know, than than winning a race or like or whatever it was. You know, you said getting married or or having a baby or whatever. I think we said having a baby. And um, winning a race, and I couldn't relate because winning a, a, a seventy point three here and there is what I've done. Is not really felt, um, you know, at that level. But the Ironman was well. I think winning an Ironman was much different. The feeling, and you know, with two k to go, thinking there's about a minute back to Burks. I think I've actually got this. Um, then I started crying for the last two k. So I had that feeling for a while, which was nice. But um, we got to that bridge with about 800 to go and I looked back and Burks was actually pretty close. So I was like, why have I been crying? He's actually hunting me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then, um, yeah, it was cool. Uh, Lauren and, and that were there. And I think everything you've, every, everyone who's helped you or everyone that's been part of your little, um, uh, I don't know, career or whatever, or journey or whatever you want to, some people hate the word journey, but, um, yeah, that, um, uh, everyone, comes to the front of your mind and so does everything you've done and all those times where you've like shit what should I, should I have actually done this as a career like I'm giving up a degree and um, everything to chase something that will just not pay off and I'm in debt and you just think about the early days and um, yeah it's happened pretty quickly for me like since taking up the sport but it's still like uh, yeah big all the sacrifices you just think about it as you're running down the finish shoot and like high five one person and um yeah i was just like oh i'm not high-fiving another i can't stop crying um so yeah i just ended up just being by myself and crying and yeah i was like about to push lauren away at the the finish line i thought it was an iron man staff member that was like telling me to come along and i'm like mate i'm crying leave me alone (laughs) well when what was that sorry when i came over to give you a no i I thought there was an iron man bloke just trying to move me along and i was um (laughs) yeah i was just i was just crying and i was like oh piss off (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then it turned out to be Lauren and I just oh. pushed her away and she she said later on how awkward it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so even when I came over to give you a hug, you had your head down and you had no idea it was me until I pulled away. And then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was I was like, oh, he's not ready for this. And then you <laughs> turns out you, you were, but yeah. <laughs> yeah it's funny it's uh i still um put you know like having a world championship and then ironman australia for some reason there's a different level of emotion with an ironman that you just can't describe you know it's uh i, I think, think it's, i think it's relief more than anything yeah, yeah. yeah. even my bad ironmans that i've walked you know and done three hour plus Oh, you mean the ones bef- you mean the long. ones before RPG happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, nah, nah. Well, you're just Shoot. like depleted completely, aren't you? And you're just like, I just want this to end. And it finally ends, and you just 
emotional. You're like, oh my god, thank God, it's it's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it, it was just such a special day. I, I was selling Apo that like I was so emotionally depleted that I went for a run a couple of days later once I got back home and I just started crying <laughs> again. <laughs> um, so you know, from here, just uh, we, we'll, we'll wrap this up pretty quick because everyone who listens to this podcast just tells us a it's too long and b it's really shit so, <laughs> so at least we can make the it single shorter. the single digit li- <laughs> listeners have told you that yeah, yeah. Our, our family members <laughs> <laughs> so steve from from here major goals you got one minute uh, <laughs> uh, oh i don't i don't know i'm already doing what i wanted to do when i set out um which is just doing it as a pro but actually making some money um so i'm still really poor but like it's more than (laughs) (laughs) more than i had before i don't know i do want to try to be like top three in the world at some big race uh you know like ironman world champs or get kona it's a big goal but yeah it's it's hard with it if it's every two years so i don't know it's it's more I, i think i like the ironman distance more so just move to that eventually maybe next year um yeah it's 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 so ironic because i think physically you're so too so talented for 70.3 distance but mentally you are so talented for ironman so it's like i mean and you can always make a 70.3 athlete good at ironman if they're willing to put in the work but it is always fascinating to me like you have a real opportunity at both distances um so are you considering Nice at this point or are you going to let that one go? I, I, I know the answer. I'm just doing this for the listeners. Oh, yeah, right. My, no, my goal for this year is all Finland 70.3 okay. worlds. I want to see if I can – I've never done one. I'll see if I can do it well, but we'll go over for six weeks, Lauren and Winnie. Um, and, yeah, I'll get heaps of sleep and training in because there's nothing to do besides that. And, yeah, then um, won't do Nice because I still can't descend on a bike um even in training i've just i've tried all i can i can't turn a corner can't turn a corner at all (laughs) (laughs) yeah you like lionel without the power yeah Yeah. and with less of a personality (laughs) (laughs) and uglier (laughs) i don't know about that no offense lionel (laughs) Um, apo for you um where to from here um, I mean, Steve was going full deep and meaningful on the whole uh, his whole career triathlon. I thought you just meant the next couple of weeks, which yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he meant. I thought he meant. I thought he meant overall goal. I'm like, shit, why? Are you no, no. That? I mean, I mean overall goal. I guess both, really. Like, what's you? What's the main thing that that drives you each day? You know, what's the end end game for you? But also, what what's the next? You know, main A race for all of you guys. So yeah, Apo. Yeah, I think I might give Boulder 70.3 a tickle, which is in four weeks, um, depending on how I back up after this. Uh, I'll probably make a decision on that next week. Um, and then, yeah, I I do want to do Nice and then maybe another Ironman at the back end of the year. I'm not 100% sure yet. Maybe something back in Australia in uh, at the end of the year. But, um which, yeah, which, I mean, which only leaves one race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving the listeners a tease, mate. You know, a tease. <laughs> let's let's all do it again at WA. 
Hey, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> no, I already said to Apo, I'm really going to try and separate Steve and Apo to different <laughs> to different races. <laughs> yeah, Steve, don't do bus home, man. <laughs> um, but I mean, what drives me? It's uh, it's kind of a hard one to answer, I guess. I think for me, it's never been about. Uh, it sounds so cliche, but it's not about winning and numbers and things like that for me it's all internal um you know being the best athlete i can being the best person i can and i think whatever that brings me on race day is what i'm satisfied with you know and um yeah i mean i especially with iron man it's so much harder to go into a race and be like you know i want to be top three i want to win this race i want to be top five because you know we never had that for the race last weekend, you know, we didn't want to go in with a, with a set goal. We just wanted to push, put out the best race that I can have. And that was, I felt, I felt like we did that on the weekend. You know, I did a eight minute marathon PB and put down a great performance and it was third place. And I can't be disappointed with that. I have to be satisfied. And I think that's what it's about, you know, getting the most out of yourself. Yeah. It's interesting though. You say, I want to be the best person I can be and the best athlete. I feel like they really contradict each other, <laughs> but, uh, but I do think. Well, people, I mean, I don't, yeah. I think I don't want to sacrifice one for the other. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, totally. hundred percent. I, you know, we've all seen what it takes uh, certain athletes who are the best in the world year after year and, you know, do they have a great friendship group? Do they do they have a family that loves them? You know, like th- there's always... Do they have a podcast with mates? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a hard combo, and I and I think I think it's uh it's it's something that I always th- I always uh, ponder a lot. But I think there's a certain time in your life, and I've said this to Steve a lot, where you just have to accept you can't be the best person at the moment because you got to focus more on yourself but the key is being able to switch that off when when you start racing shit and move on (laughs) 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 um yeah burks what are you thinking mate like can i just um before you even start like everyone starts to retire you at a certain age i felt it you felt it the difference was i was actually getting slower you're getting faster like does that that must play in your head a lot like what what's still possible yeah but before this race i was dead set on retiring at the end of the year but after that weekend result i'm kind of like mm, maybe one more year but honestly it all depends on um sponsorship really like all my contracts are up this year and if i can negotiate some deals for next year i'd love to go one more year but i think um i would focus more on the ironman distance and not do any 70.3s if I do another year. And honestly, I, I really just, I get motivated by racing Ironman Australia each year. You know, I, I'm really enjoying staying home this year and, and racing all the Ironmans in Australia. And that's kind of what's motivating me, motivating me for this year. So that's um, that's my next goal. Ironman Asia Pacific in Cairns. Um, bit of a quick turnaround, but got an extra week this year. So yeah, I'll start. Um, I'll start getting ready for that you know, probably next week or so. Yeah. Very good. Steve, are you considering Cairns as well or where's your head at? <clears throat> yeah, uh, I think I am considering it. I um was going to do career in four weeks' time and it's a quick turnaround. So I don't think, it one, it won't go well and two, 
I don't think anyone will know I'd, um, I've done it. <laughs> so yeah. I really want to do um, some special stuff this year. And unfortunately, it sucks, but the PTO ranking system, I don't want to admit that it's dictating uh, my year as well as others, but it kind of, in a certain way, it is because, you we you know, I lost like six places in the world rankings winning Ironman Australia. And the reality is it's a silver race and it's in Australia. So with the geographical racism, Paired with it being <laughs> paired with it being a silver race, um, yeah, the points are low, and um, cans. If I'm gonna stay home and like similar to what Apple and Burks are saying, I want to uh, like I want to travel and do the big race, but probably only once a year. I don't want to go. Uh, I I think I'll regret missing my daughter, um, growing up um, more than I will regret doing a big race here and there because most big races go shit anyway. So <laughs> I can just go and do one one a year. Yeah. Um, do it really, really well, potentially two a year if Lauren can eventually come more often. But I do better with family around me. So yeah, I just think that's I, I think a cans is probably a better option because means that I can get a little more points and maintain some sort of opportunities with the PTO. Um if I do career, um We've just been talking about a bit, Reedy, how I'm going to lose a lot of opportunities. Um, and it's another Ironman. I've only got a few in me over a year probably. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Burke was an exception to the rule. He can just race them every second weekend and get better and better. But I I, um, <laughs> I logged 38. 38 Ironmans. Yeah, 38. Oh. <laughs> yeah. In a year? Veteran. shortest. All Wow, oh, he did well. Over. Well, fellas, hey, good to chat. Uh, I can see Apo is so stressed because it's past nine pm. I'm gonna <laughs> in Boulder. I'm gonna let him go. Um, thanks Mate, I'm for thanks for slack. taking the time. Um, but no, it was it was inspiring to watch. Um, you guys, I've had so many calls from people just going, "Oh, now I want to do Ironman Australia next year," and and I think Ironman need to realise that how important a good pro race is. I mean, I think they do realise to then what what will sell entries next year. And you guys, mm-hmm. you guys deserve a very good uh, appearance, pe- uh, appearance fee if you turn up next year. Nudge, nudge, Iron Man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, um, Burks and Apo, <clears throat> to, to just to say it was an honour to race next to you guys. I kept thinking how cool this memory is going to be as we were running next to each other. And I was like, oh, don't, don't you sound so lame if you say it to them right now. Just save it for later. <laughs> but also, yeah, I've, I've always looked up to you guys. It was really cool to, to go, shit, I can't believe I'm running next to these guys. Still have to pinch myself. So it's, it's cool. Aren't we the same age, mate? Yeah, but I looked yeah. up to you because I just started the sport and you guys were winning everything. Yeah, true. I, I was like, I think I came like 25th at Geelong. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it would have been nice if Reedy was in there too. But yeah, congrats and well done, Burks. That was pretty impressive to bike like that and not let anyone take a turn. And then still, yeah, I think I took a four minute turn at one point and it tur- turned into 30 second turns. You were just impatient with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, as I said, yeah, it was an, it was an honor to, to um, you know, race with you guys and battle out like that. Two guys that I really admire and respect in the sport and, uh, yeah, that will be um, one that will go down in the history books for sure. It was um, it was a pleasure battling it out with you boys. 
All right, thanks, fellas. Guys. Get some sleep, Sam. And um, thanks for taking the time. Over. All right, thanks for having me. All right, hey, are we doing? Are we doing the prank call? Who are we prank calling? Oh, let's prank oh, yeah, call let's. <laughs> we have I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll have to I'll save li- it. I'll yeah, listen yeah. to the prank call when I download it. <laughs> yeah, you, you should. <laughs> no part of it. Bex, do you want to? <laughs> Bex, do you want to prank call my sister? Uh, <laughs> I would love to. You can get a, You can say there's like a like a a police investigation to that call because Iron Man's claiming defamatory um, comments <laughs> yeah. by the reporter or the port, the port, port news. news fraudulent impersonation. Yeah, uh-huh. let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> and just say, what story can we come up with Jess? I'm really stressed. They're like saying it's going to cost us like 50 grand and potentially jail time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. We could actually do it. Do yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you fellas. See you boys. Blocking out. Till next episode, which could be any time. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>